0: Hey, everybody. C-Note here, and welcome to C-Note FM. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, and I'm bringing you the show that is kind of like your mom's home cooking. Mmm, delicious. It's real good. Put it in your gullet, enjoy it. Today, I'm speaking a little low because Molly's sleeping still. She's probably awake and listening to me, but whatever. Um... I just wanted to set up today's interview, which is with Brendan Gazzardo. It's a good interview between him and I. He had um, or has epilepsy and deals with that in terms of uh, his career. He was working a regular, a quote-unquote regular job, kind of a factory, a striped job. I can't remember Oh, we did the interview like two weeks ago. <laughs> and um, from there, uh, he he ended up... Not being able to keep that job because of that, because of liability reasons, and um, decided to learn some graphic design and start um, building his own business to help businesses create social graphics, um, which is great and it's working out for him, so that's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, without further ado, I'll just take you to it. Let's do it. Drums, please! <laughs>
1: all right so here we go recording uh with me today i have my good friend brandon gazardo here with me to talk say hello sir what's up audience how's it going so, um, yeah, today I just wanted to have, uh, this is probably like the third, you're the third guest that I've had in this like renaissance of, of new, ho- new guests that I'm going to have on the show over the next, awesome. uh, over the next few months. So, uh, just to give people a sense of who you are, why don't you give your, give your little spiel, your, your, your sales pitch, who you are, what you do and you know, what, sure. what do you, um, what do you eat for breakfast?
2: <laughs> sure. Well, first off, Christian, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I wouldn't call it much of a sales pitch. I don't really look at myself as sales. I just look at myself as a guy that's trying to actually genuinely connect with people and make relationships. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they make money. Sometimes they don't. Um, right. but well, who am I and what what do I do? Well, I'm a Midwest factory worker that, uh, didn't know anything about computers <laughs> until two years ago. Um, And I I was totally content working in that lifestyle and that mindset, but um, I was actually diagnosed with epilepsy about six years ago. And in the beginning, it was fine. I was able to work. It didn't interfere because my seizures only take place at night during my sleep. Um, But after a while, word got out and I became an insurance liability, if you will. And it became almost impossible to find jobs that paid anything above minimum wage. And as we all know, nobody can survive on that stuff these days. Right. Um, So rather than doing what everybody suggested and going in and, you know, living off a disability, I wanted to do something where I could still contribute. So I started turning to the internet and looking towards that um, I started first doing uh, building websites and doing SEO, which I found out quick is insanely boring and not fun at all. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, I mean, I made decent money, but being stuck in front of the computer constantly doing coding and messing with that stuff and keywords and it just wasn't fun. I didn't like it. So it's um, it's I, so hard. I've been doing it, and I don't
1: really do it so much these days. Like if I do it, it's for an exorbitant amount of money, but uh, I've done it it since I was a kid. And yes, you just sit in front of the computer and you're just staring. It involves focus that I do not have.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can focus on things that actually deeply appeal to me and and the Uh website and SEO didn't. I mean, what I do right now, you know, I do graphic design, which has actually been a nice merging of a few things that I've been interested in. And I never Uh really mentally was able to combine them all into one thing, but I've always been into art. I've always had an artistic nature. I've enjoyed working with wood a lot throughout my life. And so Mm -hmm. creating things out of nothing has been something that I enjoy doing. And then I've learned recently in the last two years that I actually enjoy the computer a lot, um, okay. especially since I got involved on Facebook, because it's a whole nother world on Facebook. The, the people I've met, the connections I've made have changed my life in the last two years. So now I get to combine the art and the computer and keep those two worlds that I enjoy together so I can enjoy them both at the same time. So that's kind of how I'm at where I'm at now.
1: Right. So it seems like you really you really found a way to make a difficult situation into something that works for you.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, for, for those listening, anybody can do that, really. I mean, I think a lot of people feel like they get stuck in their situation. And I think it comes down to knowledge. If you don't have the knowledge on how to get out from where you're at then go out and get it. And the Internet is the perfect platform to find it. If you can't find what you're looking for online, the answer doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. So what, what have you been doing to try to like up your game in terms of uh, uh, technical ability and artistic ability? Do you or, or do you like YouTubers? Do you have a specific YouTuber or Facebook or groups or anything like how do how do you go about learning new things? It's constantly evolving.
2: Um, you know, I've been doing the Facebook thing heavily with organic marketing for the last eight months. I first got involved with Landon Porter and getting clients without being salesy, which you're familiar with. Um, Mm -hmm. I started in that group and it opened my eyes to what groups could do and how networking could really make an impact. And from there, I started actively seeking out people that I knew I wanted in my world. People that knew how to do copywriting, people that knew how to do Facebook ads, people that knew how to do organic marketing, Google ads, LinkedIn, YouTube video, all that stuff. So that I could bring all the pieces of the puzzle of marketing together in my world. That way, when I knew I was ready to make a decision on what I wanted to do, I had the network to access to really go from there. And once I started doing the graphic design four months ago, I've been steady with clients ever since, purely from referrals. And I don't know if you've looked at my page or not, but I haven't even set up my page for business or anything. I don't even have my business name on there or nothing, so. Right. um, yeah, you know, still
1: very much a work in progress like we all are.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, when I first started doing the the graphic designs, um I didn't uh I wasn't planning on doing it for an income. I actually just put some profile picture overlays together for Lambin's Group getting clients without being salesy and people started right. reaching out to me and they're like, "Dude, that it's fucking awesome. You should sell that. And I was like, Oh, I'd never thought of that. Okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it went from there. So, um, yeah, but anyway, it's kind
1: of, it's kind of amazing how these ideas just kind of come out of just things that we like doing. That's what I've done my entire career is like, I like editing video. I like shooting video. I like talking to people. Uh, well, sometimes, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I like, uh you know, I, I like doing graphic design. I, I love all this stuff. So I try to find ways to implement it into businesses. Now for you, um, it seems like, you know, networking and talking to people all comes very naturally to you. Would you say that's true? Or like, has that been probably your biggest, it seems like that's been your biggest uh, uh, push for getting yourself out there is is literally talking to people and not just trying to vaguely communicate on the internet, but actually talking with human beings.
2: Yeah, well, I enjoy talking to people. I didn't used to when I was younger, like in my 20s, I was an introvert. Um, but when I moved down to Florida and I lived in Naples, Florida for a few years, and that's a hotbed of of cultures from all over the world because it's a tourist area. So, you know, I got to meet right. and experience a lot of stuff that I didn't when I was younger. And And from there, I learned to enjoy meeting people and seeing what people go through and What makes them who they are and how they solve their problems and stuff, because um, I think that's what's great about Facebook is it's bringing us back to that level. I think that's where real power is, is in your interactions with other people, because you can learn so much off of other people, even if you think you can't learn something from them. I guarantee you can as long as your mind is open to accepting that.
1: Yeah, you have to be willing to listen, have conversations, even talk about things that you feel like you know. You know, I I just put out a uh, uh, something on the group today, actually, just maybe like fifteen minutes ago, about filtering out uh, low-paying clients uh, via like the discovery phase or something like that. And that's something I'm pretty familiar with, and I have some of the answers to. But by putting something out there like that, that maybe you feel like you know everything about <laughs> and yeah. you just put it out there you'd be surprised you could learn a thing or two about uh something you aren't yet familiar with so um how do you feel you're you're doing in terms of like your design in terms of like your your quality your skill set uh throughput uh, are there w- what areas do you feel like you could use some growth in
2: um for me, I think all areas, because every time I get a new client, I try and push myself to do better than I did the last time. And I'll be honest with you. I don't have like any formal training on this stuff. I started off just using the basic paint program on my computer and now I've actually got Adobe creative suite. So that's nice. It's been a big change, but I'm still learning Mm -hmm. how to do that. And thank God for YouTube, uh, because you can learn anything Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Um, But yeah, every time I, I get a client, I always work with them and try and find out how I can take what they want to do and make it bigger, take it to the next level. Um, that's why I started doing the packages that I do now. Cause I found like a lot of logo designers, they'll just design a logo and they'll give it over to their client and that's it. And their client has no idea how to use it, how to make it look as best as it can, the scope of how right. much they can use it for all this stuff. So I put together packages for right. Facebook now so that, my clients have all the files they need to put their logos and their, and their um, brand on every image, every post, every video. It's all pre-sized and pre-set up to fit Facebook specific requirements. That way they don't have mm-hmm. to think about it. And that was something that nobody else was doing and that's what's really worked for me in bringing in clients because my clients don't wanna mess with learning how to use you know, Adobe or any of those other complicated programs. They want something they can quickly go into, grab a file, Throw it onto their image, throw their type on there real quick, and then get it out there to the world. Um, And that's what they enjoy about what I put together.
1: Do you use um, video to explain some of the usages of the logo and design and stuff? Or do you just uh, do you design a document? How do you go about sharing that with them?
2: Um, I actually I do both. Um, I send them documents that show them uh, pixel sizes that Facebook operates in. So Mm -hmm. when they do create their images, they know how to keep them in the size that's going to look the best. And I also send them videos that are specific for each category. So they'll have a file group for their um picture overlays they'll have a file group for their video overlays and then they'll have a file group of just their logos separately in its various variations and i'll have a video for each file group showing them how to use these files what programs to use to make these files look their best how to upload them so that they don't get pixelated and look terrible you know because for me, it's really annoying when you see someone trying to represent their brand and they upload their logo and it looks terrible on the web because nobody told them how to do it. It could be a really great logo, but it right. it, it doesn't look professional because it, it comes up all foggy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Or it's cropped weird or yes. something
2: like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's a dead yeah. fire sign that the person doesn't know what they're doing. And unfortunately, they may know, but that little visual aspect has a huge impact on a person's audience.
1: Oh, it's huge. It's, it's a make or break between whether or not you you look professional or not. It's, you know, graphic design is, there's a lot of weird things going on with graphic design because the perception and value is kind of low uh, because everyone thinks that their little cousin Johnny can, can do it. Um, but it, it does take uh, some know-how, some expertise and uh, industry knowledge as well, right. which seems like, you bring to the table, so that's that's awesome that you do that for your clients. Um, and it seems like you're you're really well organized and structured with this. Are you, or do you typically consider yourself like a, a pretty organized
2: person in some sense? I try. Uh, <laughs> the downfall there or in that aspect, Christian, is epilepsy has had a huge impact on my brain, mostly my memory. Um, it's pretty much non-existent okay. after about two weeks, I pretty much forget everything that has happened. And there's, no, I've tried a lot of different things to fix that, but it's just the impact it's had on my brain wiring. So I use a lot of technology to assist. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I forget a lot of things and and thankfully my clients are, they understand that and they don't have a problem reminding me, like if I'm an hour past when I said I was gonna be, they'll shoot me a message, hey man, I assume you must've forgotten. I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah. And then I get the problem fixed, you know? Um, but I do, I do what I can. Are you typically, the- uh,
1: yeah. Are, are you typically, uh, forthright with that? The fact that yeah. you, you know, you kind of have those, those issues and this, this has been a prevalent part of your yeah, life. That's
2: That's been a huge aspect for me in business is, is learning to be transparent. It's made a, a huge change in my relationships with my client because, you know, there's no benefit of hiding something from someone, you know, put it all on the table. And if they feel at that point that it's not something that works for them, that's cool, man. No hard feelings. We, we continue our friendship or whatever, but you know, we go our separate ways. I Mm -hmm. think people get caught up in too much and needing that business and they lie and cheat and say things they don't mean because they think it'll make it better. And it just makes it worse in the long run.
1: Yeah. They sell themselves short one way or the other. They, they, Overpromise and, and end up under delivering yes. and uh, that's not good for no, anyone. <laughs> no, no. And it,
2: it's, it's worse for the person's self-esteem because it tends to always turn out bad. And the person always feels bad in the end. And it, it just causes a downward spiral. If you start off on the right foot to begin with, it changes the dynamics of the game.
1: Right. So um, does, do, do the memory issues and any aspects of the epilepsy have any effect on your, your, your output throughout the day? Do you take time to kind of like rest a little bit more than maybe you did in the past or are you still kind of uh pretty, pretty, pretty consistent with the amount of work that you're doing? Um,
2: I don't really rest that much. Um, to be honest, I'm, if I'm not on the computer doing my networking on Facebook then I'm working on a design project mm-hmm. Um or I'm watching training videos. I consume a bunch of training. I try to at least put in three hours a day just for that alone, because everything online changes so rapidly that if you're not on top of it all the time, you're in the dust. Um, But yeah, I, I try to bracket out my time throughout the day to allow for that stuff, but I'll be honest, sometimes when I get in design mode and I'm in there, I got the headphones in, and the music's going. I lose track of time, and next thing I know six hours is gone. uh you know it happens, <laughs> but uh
1: you know I miss those days i used to, I used to love graphic design that much, <laughs> not saying that you'll fall out of it but i I was uh kind of early in my career. I spent a lot of time on graphic design more these days, I do more video and music production stuff uh I'll occasionally. Put graphic design elements into those pieces yeah. and still offer those services to clients. Um, but uh, I, I kind of, at least personally, I, I fall into more focused uh, territory with uh, different things these days. And just an example that sometimes your career, your career might involve in, uh, evolve and change. And this is more for the audience really um, that uh, I, I speak a lot on my podcast about like to young people, people in college, like twenty to twenty-five, who are like always asking like or thinking to themselves that they have to have like a set mm-hmm. career and things change mm-hmm. all the time. You know, you spent a lot of long time in one career and then had to make a shift. Um and I, I think speaking to the realism of that is is important for, for young kids to understand. Yes,
2: there is no set path, definitely <laughs> speaking to the audience, those of you that are listening Even those people that start their life out and they go to college for this job, they get that job, they work that job for 40 years, they still will tell you it changes all the time throughout the way, you know, technology changes, people change, your position within your job changes, uh, the knowledge to make that job successful changes. And if you're not taking the time to be adaptive and constantly learn on a daily basis, that's when you fall behind and you you lose momentum. You become stagnant you have to actively mm-hmm. approach each day i'm going to do the best that i can in whatever it is i'm doing today
1: right for your for your day-to-day do you uh do you allocate specific times to learning or is it just kind of like in between projects or when you're feeling like you want to learn something um uh, uh how, well, how did, do, what is that process? Look okay. Like well, um,
2: uh, most people at the end of their day, they sit down and they watch television. I, instead, uh, that's the time of day I consume mm-hmm. video content, it, either through YouTube or through replays of live videos or, uh, you know, replays of webinars, whatever the case may be because uh, i actually have gotten to the point right. where that stuff's insanely entertaining to me especially nowadays because there is a theatrical aspect to that stuff um you know like if you ever watch any bobby any of bobby donahue's videos his stuff is hilarious the guy's a comedian but at the same time he delivers insane value as well so it's it's fun to watch and learn at the same time um but at the same time too right you know during the day when i'm working there are times where i need to pull myself away like i'll have a brain fart or something and I know that I just need to pull myself away focus my mind on something else for a little bit come back and the solution will present itself so during those times too I'll pull away do some training maybe read a book or or uh you know maybe do some yoga I've started doing that recently which as a man I said I would never do that but I gotta tell you for the guys out there that are listening this is not just a ladies thing these women that are doing this they no. don't tell you how difficult it is to get in some of these positions. And I got to tell you, it puts a serious strain on the muscles you wouldn't think it would do. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. But-
1: I've only done yoga maybe once or twice, and man, that is tough on your core, on yes. your muscles, and you just have to hold that position for so long. And you're like suddenly you just feel nope. weak. You're like using muscles you didn't think you had. Nope, I've had many <laughs>
2: sessions where that's, I get the shakes, true. and I'm just sitting there, my arms are like shaking. I'm trying to hold myself. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> right.
0: <You're> right.
1: <laughs> um, so so uh, I know. I know it's easy to say that like graphic design and learning is your hobby, but you've mentioned yoga. Are, are there any other things that you like to do uh, for yourself, like solely for yourself, things that you consume or enjoy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or whatever, or any, any kind of
2: weird fascinations. Yeah, I, I, well, <laughs> um, I love watching Joe Rogan's podcast. Like in you know, the last two months, I've become insanely ex- obsessed with his his podcast and, and the versatility that he brings on board. And actually in podcasts in general, I've been consuming a lot of podcasts. Um, also to, you know, the woodworking, I still do that on, on the side. It's nice to unplug from the technology and go out into the shop and put some blisters on my hands and get slivers and, and, you know, you know, create something that was a block and turn it into a nice jewelry box or, you know, a cool shelf or a table or a chair or, you know, whatever my mind comes up with at the time. Um, I also I think society right. is at the point where they can accept this. I love smoking weed. Like I I smoke a lot of weed. I love weed, yeah. it insanely increases my creativity. Um and I you know, I don't do it necessarily just to get high, but to open my mind and help me focus. You know, I have certain strains where I can sit there and focus for hours and hours on end on the same thing without any problems, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I would say those are all my hobbies. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that definitely helps. I haven't done it much, but like occasionally have and it keeps me kind of focused for me. Uh, I, I'm, I have, um, cyclothymia, which is kind of a low grade bipolar mm-hmm. disorder, um, and kind of affects, it affects basically my, um my mood and energy level. Like right now, for instance, I'm I'm kind of on an on the upper side of the energy level, which is why I can kind of be more communicative and I'm doing a bunch of interviews and I'm getting all yeah. this stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's kind of propelling me and giving me the extra energy. Um and uh, you know, occasionally I've been able to to have a smoke with a friend or two and just kinda of like chills me out and it kind of levels me in a way that's, yeah. that's good that I should probably do it more. Um,
2: often. <laughs> no, when I first started doing it, it was, it was actually because of my epilepsy. When I was on the medications they had, I was, I was literally having like every major negative side effect you could on all the medications they were giving me. And after two years, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I got to find something else. And I was introduced to the weed thing and I gave that a shot. And that's what I've been using for the last four years. And I have far less seizures. Um, You know, it helps me maintain my weight a lot better. I've learned a lot about it. You know, you got to get into the strains. There's certain strains you can get that'll wake you up like coffee. Then there's other strains you can get that'll literally make you leave this planet and go somewhere else. And I mean, so if you're getting a strain that doesn't necessarily fit or conform with you, who you are and what your body needs, it can have the wrong effect that, you know, other than what you're looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. It really is. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, so we were talking a little bit about like, you know, the, the interesting part is that people are more accepting mm-hmm. of that sort of thing and they're more accepting of different kinds of people and content and what we're doing in the world. I think a lot of people are, um, moving towards authenticity much more yeah, in the media they consume, whether that's through YouTube, through Facebook video, things like that. Like we're so used to over really the past 30, 40, 50 years of whenever TV was starting to come yeah, even like radio. Even before them, uh, that yeah, even with radio, it's always like yep. overproduced stuff. It's like, you know, yep. TV news. <laughs> it's like, everything's just like so heightened. And uh, you start to see not only more regular people, But that regular people are interesting, not just um, not quote unquote reality TV where it's overly produced and you're manufacturing drama, but real people who are doing with real things. People talking about mental health issues or uh, difficulties with jobs, uh, things that they have to use throughout their day to get themselves into a good place or um, the little tips and tricks that they're doing with video and production and design and just like the real story of people putting in the effort and the struggle. Like, I think that there's like a little underground Renaissance going on right now, where that is the thing that a lot of people. And you know what? I don't,
2: I don't mean to correct you here, Christian, but I think it's more than underground now. I think, you know, 10 years ago it was underground, but I think now it's become a much more mainstream movement. I really feel like the internet and social media is, bringing about an awareness that didn't exist 10 15 years ago you're seeing it in the economics you're seeing it in the politics you're seeing it in the development of cities around the country i mean some cities have developed in the last 15 years purely because of the internet revolution like look down in texas and dallas area they're like massive business growth that's solely geared towards like the internet business world. It's crazy. You go down there and every single business has something to do with the internet.
1: Um, Right. Yeah. This has been happening for, you're definitely right. It's been happening for a long time and more so the past few years. That's really accelerating when with people, people more, people have more access to things that they can do even with just their cell phone, you know, in terms of, producing producing video or doing podcasts like i started doing this podcast on anchor which is an app that's been available for maybe the last two years or so um i mostly started doing podcasts on there which is super easy you literally just talk into your phone and give it a name and post it um and uh and and i started doing a little bit more production value right now we're using clearcast which is great too um but this stuff's like so so much easier than it used to be it's almost laughable um to to not have people doing this stuff and talking and sharing and just the openness of the internet allowing people to connect with each other and and create things it's just it's it's pretty incredible when you stop and think about it sometimes i think about it
2: so in depth christian that it actually hurts my head like when you think of the vastness and and I'm serious. The web, <laughs> like they, they picked the perfect name, the World Wide Web, because it legitimately is a web that if you right. can go down infinite rabbit holes for information. I don't. I mean, literally anything you want to know, anything you want to learn, anybody you want to become, anything you want to grow, you can do it online. And it, what I'm really happy mm-hmm. to see is through all the networking I've done. I'm networking with people that I, in my mind, previously, I would have thought I would not come across online because they're older, you know, they're 60 years plus. And yet a lot of them I'm finding online as well, too, and they're thriving online. It's really opened up. It's it's past the tipping point. Before, it was an uphill battle online. I think we've passed the top of that hill, and we're on the downwards, you know, downward run now everything's easier technology's advancing Mm -hmm. at a rate that's just mind-boggling I mean Facebook makes changes it seems like every 30 seconds Mm -hmm. um you know it's 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 an amazing part in history to be a part of uh, especially for I think our generation because I think you're you're the same same generation as me I'm 35 I don't know how old you are but I would guess around there See, Um, thirty-two. I think our generation is the luckiest because we started our life when this stuff didn't exist, and we got to grow up a little bit not having it around, and then experience Mm -hmm. its explosion as we come along. I think that's something the younger generation Mm -hmm. won't get the joy of having, and I think that's what helped us, our generation, make the internet what it is now because of that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, we definitely. We definitely have a gratitude for it because of that, and uh, I'm I'm yeah. definitely grateful for <laughs> having being being able to stream this stuff. And basically, we're both recording amazing, into the website it? right now, and it's you know there's no hiccup. You're right; it's no there's no hiccups. It's really quick. We're talking from you know I'm up in Rochester, New York. I'm in Janesville, where Wisconsin. Are you exactly,
2: the armpit of Wisconsin, we if call you know, it. All
1: right. Well, there you go. See, we're we're pretty far apart, yeah. and able to do this seamlessly and quickly. Uh, it's really amazing compared to 56k modems that we used to have to deal yeah. with with the uh, yeah. uh, and <laughs> taking taking up a phone line and just just. Having Sorry, that was a, an, uh, a
2: long headset <laughs> for myself. Answering phone. Technology helping my memory.
1: Oh, I was hoping it was a. I was I was hoping it was a phone call so that (laughs) we can have them on the air. (laughs) Um, What blows my mind? Go ahead. Yeah, so
2: so we can start. I was just going to say along the lines of what you were saying. Just just five years ago, I remember using Skype and it was nearly impossible. And now there's like a thousand video platforms that you can use to video chat with somebody that work as good as any cell phone connection. And you don't we don't pay you know, long distance fees anymore. You remember that with cell charges and stuff like that? You don't have to worry about it anymore. It doesn't exist. No Maybe international that. charges or anything. 1010. 10. Right. No, collect yeah. calls, yeah. 10,
1: yeah. ten ten three two one. I mean, <laughs> like that stuff. Days, they don't know how good <laughs> yeah, they, they got mean, it.
2: Like, this technology is amazing. It blows my mind every single day. And they're running around with their phones in their hands like, it's a normal thing which you know i can understand when you grow up around mm-hmm. it that makes sense but i'm blown away daily by this stuff
1: that's my favorite thing to say these days like kids yeah.
2: these
0: kids these days
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that's what i love saying it <laughs> like it's it's yeah, pretty it great so because true. it's true it's so true <laughs> um uh yeah. It's, it's it's interesting Like we were talking about like young kids and having difficulties with uh, uh, realizing that their life is, you know, they're, they're, they've got a lot to happen still. Like they're, they're, things are going to shift and mold and change. And on the other end, there are people who are older, who are still finding ways yes. to easily take advantage. Like you said, you were able to connect with older people who are doing yes. really well on the internet as well, who are adapting to technology and not letting you know, it's easier, which is great, but I think it's also a mindset thing, which is a lot of what I talk about on this podcast. Like everything is easy and accessible and we could do so much on our phones, but we kind of tell ourselves, Oh, I'm too old. I can't learn that. Or I'm too young. And I don't want to waste my time with that. Or I need to figure out my career (laughs) and like everything's exploding. Like it's kind of interesting to kind of see the dichotomy there. Um, especially with older people, like you could change your career, you know, next year, you could like you like, like in your situation, you had a job for a long time, and you had to switch gears and you found a way to make it work. And I think that happens for a lot of older people who they go into retirement, and then maybe they don't like retirement. So they start a business or Uh, even younger than that, a bit, like maybe 50 to 55 years old. And they're like, I've worked at this job for 20 years and it's not cutting it anymore. And I finally feel like I can, you know, my parents aren't (laughs) alive anymore to tell me I can't do this, do what I want to do. And they decide to do something different. And the internet gives them the tools to do that. And it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Well, no, but now we're just, you hit hit the nail right on the head and I (laughs) want
2: to enhance what you said. It comes down to mindset. Um, I've learned through my 35 years that When you're forced into having to do something, it's not nearly as fun as if you choose to do it. So if you make the conscious decision to have an open mind Mm -hmm. and understand that the only thing that's limiting you is literally your mind. Because there's quadriplegics out there that don't have any limbs whatsoever, and they're in bodybuilding competition. So don't tell me for a second that there's something limiting you that isn't worse for somebody else. It's only the mind. And that was... When I first started doing this two years ago, I literally didn't think I could. And it took me a long time to realize that the reason I thought that was Mm -hmm. only because I didn't know how yet. That's all it was. Time and knowledge. You put those two things together and you can figure anything out, period. Especially with the Internet. Especially with the Internet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I talk about that also in the context of, of mental health or any kind of like mm-hmm. health difficulties that people have, it's like, even with those things, there are, there are people who are able to, you know, to, to work past those things and not diminishing what those things are, because for me, I definitely have very, very difficult days with depressive and manic states um, where it becomes very difficult to work for long periods of time. Um and, I, the reason that I do this podcast is to kind of help expose that to people, to let people know that other people are struggling. There's real things going on. People are dealing with real stuff. Like you had to make a real life change because of what was going on in your life. And ultimately it's, it seems like it's working out for the better for you. And for many people, they can also make that adjustment where they can find ways to make it better for them, regardless of what it is that they have to deal with. And um, just, just letting people know that they're, They're not alone. It is. It's it's pretty
2: huge. Harkening back to what you were saying earlier with, with entertainment in the TV industry over the last several decades, we're, we're, we've been trained. Our minds have been trained Mm. to think that this utopian lifestyle can actually exist. And in reality, it doesn't. Even if you talk to the top people in the world, Elon Musk, you know, He's the only one I like. I can't think of the other names, but these guys, these top producers, Bill Gates, I, I don't mind him so much. <laughs> All right, You talk to these top producers and they'll tell you too in candid interviews that they have the same struggles we do. They have the struggle of getting up when they said they were going to get up, making the appointments on time or, or you know, actually putting forth the effort and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a conscious decision and, and just like any other habit, you can learn to do it. And over time, as you train your mind to get into that role, it becomes a lot easier. It doesn't mean the struggle ever stops, which let's talk about struggle for a second. Life is a struggle no matter what. You're going to struggle if your life sucks or you're going to struggle if your life is awesome. The choice is what struggle do you choose? A lot of people talk about You know, when they have that victim mentality and they're in a life where they don't have the money, their car's always breaking down, they're in and out of relationships, they can't buy food. That is a struggle, just as much as the climb to the top and building a business Mm -hmm. and a steady income and multiple income streams is a struggle as well. Both are equally as difficult to deal with. The question is, Mm -hmm. which path do you want to take for that struggle? You know what I'm saying?
1: right right totally yeah it's it's difficult for everybody and everybody's got a different way that they need to approach it but also you know yes. realize that we're all human you know we're all dealing with thoughts and feelings and life and we've got to pay the bills but we have passions and we have Sometimes people have parents weighing down on us. Sometimes we have spouses weighing down on us. Sometimes they're supporting us, sometimes they're not. Sometimes you're isolated. Sometimes you're far away from family. Sometimes you can't make friends. Sometimes you uh, uh you know have time have a trouble connecting and networking with people. Like everybody's got things, but it's amazing how much more common those things are yeah. than than we realize. So I th- I think that's a good Spot to um, end. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Just one
2: other thing for the for the kids out there listening. Um, it Perception plays a big role in this, and your life can be what you perceive it to be. So you can be in a difficult situation and perceive it negatively as being difficult, or you can perceive it as an opportunity for you to mentally step up to the mm-hmm. plate and find a solution to that problem. Um, I personally, and I'm sure, Christian, you're the same way, I have actually found a great level of peace and happiness in approaching problems that way. Now they become something I actually enjoy because I know that Mm -hmm. it'll be tough for a little while, but the outcome and the end result is I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be a lot better off for going through this.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just,
1: yeah, exactly. exactly. Keep on trucking.
0: (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's my reductive. As it really, it really sums it up perfectly.
1: Um... <laughs> So do you, do you have, um, so I know you said you were working on your website still. Do you have any, uh, any links or anywhere that someone should go to find where they, where they can find your work or do you have a domain no, I, for I, people I, to look out for I'm in the future? My
2: business page together right now. Actually today, uh, this afternoon, I'm wrapping up the final details on my graphics and my ad copy for the about section, and then I'll have my business page up. But until then, it's just been my personal page, um, you know, I'm a very personal guy, so if anybody listening to this, if okay. you have any questions, seek me out on Facebook. I will respond to you like we've been best friends for the last 20 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the first time we've had a conversation, and this is really great, so I, I really appreciate it. Um, you can also find him through uh, getting yes. sa- Getting Clients Without Being Salesy, the Facebook group. They have a lot of rules to make sure that you're not a dick, yes. but you know, it's for good reasons. So if you're interested in getting a lot of really great information with people and learn how to uh, not be a jerk when you're trying to sell something to someone, that's a really great group. We always connect on there. And that's how I came across uh, Brandon and uh, many of the people that I'll be interviewing over the next few weeks. Um, So with that, I think, um, yeah, I I think that was good. I really appreciate your time. And um, let's yeah, when you um, whenever you have your website up, you know we'll set up another time and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, where you're at in a few months. We'll check in and uh, have another chat. I think it sounds good. All right, buddy. Thank you, sir, and I'll catch you next time. Later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to C-Note FM. I hope it makes you want to take over the world or go, I don't know, flip a car or something positive like that. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and give it a good rating and all that good stuff and share with your friends. And uh, let me know how you felt about it. Uh, Go to HiMyNameIsChristian.com to find out more about me and what I do. And uh, I'll talk to you and see you next
0: time.